ghetto to ghetto, the backyard to yard. I sell it with my will. It's off the hard. I'm the neighborhood push. What up, what up, what up? San Antonio, Austin, Waco, Temple, Colleen, people up in the Shaw City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region, and my people working down in Laredo. You are tuned in here to the Monday edition of the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing. Mr. Sam subbing in for Bartlett today, spinning the one and twos. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios, and today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Your number to participate is 1-800-707-9760. Again, that is 1-800-707-9760. If you know what you want to talk about, like usual, it is open phone lines. Anything that happened over the weekend that's sports-related that we're not talking about or touching on and you want to parlay that over uh till today and call us up and let us know we'll talk about it and anything else we're discussing on the docket today that you want to weigh in and give your opinion on feel free to do that as well we just ask you to be patient during the breaks and during the segments and i'll get to the phone calls accordingly i should say we'll get to the phone calls accordingly also keep in mind if you need to follow me on twitter it's at sports grind okay you can follow me there send me a message or at me um, don't forget about my IG. I haven't given that out in a while, even though I'm never really on it. But you can go and find me there. Hit me up there at SG underscore picks. And also keep in mind, if you want to stream the show live, all you have to do is log on to the uh, business Facebook page of Sports Grind Entertainment LLC. Or you can go to my personal Facebook page and you can leave comments. And we'll, uh, if I see them on the screen there, I'll try to react to them in real time. If not, I'll go ahead and react to them later. And if you ever miss any of the shows live, you can always go to sportsgrindonline.com where you can download the daily podcast every day, seven days a week. 1-800-707-9760. What up, Mr. Clark? Ready to rock and roll? Yeah, ready. Okay. All right. We got Mr. Sam subbing in for Bartlett today. We're actually starting on time today. Friday, Unlike Friday. Um, but those things could happen. I gave my PSA what to do down the road. If you listen to Friday, you'll get that. Um, but we definitely got a lot of things to get to today. Um, first off, you know, uh, starting the week off, right? Uh, we're only 10 days out. I mean, we've got the, uh, preseason in the books now in the NFL, uh, definitely want to talk about, you know, what I took from the last preseason game between, Pittsburgh and Detroit. I definitely want to talk about that, what took place yesterday, um, and talk about some of the other preseason games. We've got some over and under totals to do. Uh, we're going to try to fit in four teams today, um, probably by midweek, uh, maybe even as early as tomorrow. We'll start mixing in a division or two here with the remaining over and over under totals that we have. Uh, so we've got that to get to. Also, um, Tom Brady saw action over the weekend against the Colts, but that wasn't the story. The story was the press conference, and I definitely want to talk about that. So you have a lot of NFL things doing as we're 10 days out uh, from the start of the NFL season. Uh, Also, Buffalo Bills, your Super Bowl, heavily favored Super Bowl winners and definitely heavily favored AFC conference champions uh, had to make a swift decision on their punter. 
I definitely want to get to that because it kind of parlays. If you listen to Friday's show about the whole, you know, George Foreman situation and my thoughts on that, it definitely kind of goes in the same neighborhood a little bit. But this is a little bit different. But I still want to kind of talk about this. There's other sides I look to in this as well. So you've got that going on. WNBA women's playoffs uh, got underway. The final four yesterday. Great action in both games. Both road teams uh, took victories. Um, you know, Aces lost at home, along with the defending champs, the Sky. Uh, they, they, those are two good games. The quality—I'll keep saying this—the quality of women's basketball and the um, style of play has definitely dramatically improved over the years. Um, that's gathered my attention um, for reasons watching it. Um, but you know, one of the things I still say is the finishing under the basket. That's just a challenge in women's basketball. And some of these are the best women on the planet. Okay. But they all are challenged on fast breaks and, and under the basket. I mean, if you really pay attention, that's really the only, I don't know, if you want to even say flaw in the game of women's, you know, that's just something that's for whatever reason, that's just the way it is. But they're off to an exciting start. Uh, in the WNBA, both they're off. It'll resume on Wednesday. And now we're, you know, we went from the best two out of three to now we're three out of five. Uh, so you got that going on. College football, week zero, got out of the way this past weekend. I told y'all that the only game that really was – even note to me was Northwestern Nebraska. And then I ended up getting caught up in the uh, NFL draft. Um, really, that's probably, and it felt like it went faster, but really clockwise. You're talking about in the neighborhood of about five hours to complete this draft almost. Um, 16 people, 16 rounds. Yeah, so imagine mm. when you get to even round nine and 10, and you're talking about third, you know, third guys on the bench and stuff like that, but a great group of guys and I'm in the lead with. Uh, so we've got that underway. I'm taking it a little bit more serious this week, this year around on both ends. Cause I'm like, you know what? One, I'm tired of this play. If I'm going to do this, this might be the last year. I got too much stuff going on business wise. And then the sports capping world just can't, can't get all the tension, but the competitor to me said, oh, I don't want to go out like that. Go out on my own terms. So, yeah, but I did have enough to know that I was paying attention here and there to the Nebraska and Northwestern game. And let me tell you, same old Scott Frost. I, I, you know, we talked about this the last couple of weeks. I told you that I had him on the hot seat. I think there's a lot of people nationally that follow college football, uh, whether it's the Big Ten, the SEC, Pac-12, uh, kind of agrees with me. I'm not going on a limb or trying to predict anything. I mean, it is what it is. And, again, I mean, if, if you look, I don't know the number, but um, if you're a Cornhusker fan out there, um, and I doubt there's many of you um, in, in the regions uh, that this show touches. Uh, we haven't gone in Cornhusker country yet, but won't say that's not possible. But you know that you lost. I mean, this goes back to last year. I don't know what the number is, but you've lost like six or seven out of your last games by that whole stat. They thought to less than six points, five points. Well, that was the talk in the offseason you know, about this program going forward. And what does Scott Frost decide to do? You know, I was watching NFL Network the night and saw that replay of the Saints and the Colts, and you know, that damn Sean Payton that Calvin loves did an onside kick. It worked. 
He tried this one and it didn't. And the momentum just shifted and changed. And another thing, I don't understand why they kept running the, the option. They took the quarterback. They stopped running that option. They were successful for what I could see, what I was paying attention to. And I don't like his body. You know, I'm big on body language. I don't like his body language in the post game. Like, you know that you're up against it. Don't come up to the po- I mean, be a little bit more. Hey, you know, I told the guys this year, we're going to play to win. We're going to stay aggressive. Instead of like, well, you know, hindsight 2020, you know, I probably shouldn't have done it. Scott. See, it's a little different when you had Central Florida, and I vouched for this guy getting this job in Nebraska. It was a good story, former quarterback in Nebraska, former player, hometown kid, coming back to coach and, re- you know, resonate this program back up. And it's been nothing right now. And, and, that, and look, they were 11.5-point favorite. I won't even say what they were on the money line. I guarantee they were at least about plus. They were at least like minus about 400 on the, on the money line. So somebody – I mean, they gave halftime was Northwestern plus seven. I mean, that was like, you know, taking kid, uh, you know, candy from a baby uh, for most people that participate in that. You know, um, this is just bad. It's off to a bad start. And, and it's a lot different coaching in Nebraska than it is Central Florida. You know, it was cute when they went undefeated that year with Scott. Oh, hey, we're going to hang up our own national championship. Better. We know Alabama's the champions, but we're going to we're going to co-champion. Nah, man. Let's get it going, Scott. That's the and, and I've got a lot of a lot of respect for Pat Fitzgerald that basically uh, coaches, you know, Northwestern. But you are eleven and a half point favorites, and th- and again, this was overseas. This was this was like at neutral sites. Okay, see, I didn't even know that until they kicked off. So I was like, wow, this ain't this is a neutral site game, you know, across the other side of the globe. And you and you and again, you lose a close game ends with an interception. But that situational football, if you lost that many games combined, that that situational football. So there you go. That's the that's the college week zero. That really means something to me. The big dogs come out and play this weekend, starting this weekend. You know, I've already told you that, you know, well, you got Notre Dame and Ohio State. That's going to be interesting to see really where this Notre Dame program's at. How good is Ohio State? That's going to be a big one. I haven't ch- had a chance to look at all the board this week, but I will as the week progresses. Um, I've already told you in a couple weeks, I'm very interested in the uh, Baylor Bears who take that trip down to BYU. Um, and that's going to be and that's a night game. You know, that's going to be a very interesting game. We're a couple of weeks away from that. So that's on my radar. We've got other matchups going on this weekend in college coming up. We'll talk about that throughout the week and get some of those. Um, also, U.S. Open is underway. This is it for Serena. You know, tickets skyrocketed a couple. They went up quite a bit when she announced that this is probably going to be her last tournament. Um, I hope she's not one and done in this. Now, I know she's going to be playing, you know, doubles with her sister Venus for the first time I think since it's been a while it's been at least like eight years seven years since they played doubles competitively in a grand slam maybe even longer than that so this is one of those situations that we're seeing one of the greatest players tennis players men or women of uh, all time call it a wrap you know just hope that she can it would you know magical things happen you know in U.S. Open in New York Arthur Ashe Flushing Meadows I remember Jimmy Connors old ass 
They kept putting him in prime time the last match during the week, and Jimmy's old ass was all of a sudden, I think, made a run to the semis that year, if I'm not mistaken, maybe even further. But I wonder if they can capture some of them, uh, some of the spirits from New York to Serena to have her make one last run. Because she's playing against girls that had her on their, her wall, posters. I'm hearing some of these girls, Ozaka, saying, hey, man, I started playing tennis because this has to be a weird situation for these girls that even competing with her, knowing that this is it, you know, for her. So that's underway. I've told everybody this is my favorite Grand Slam, probably out of all the majors, is the U.S. Open because that night atmosphere is definitely on the bucket list for me. Um, if I don't get there soon, I'll get it there in the afterlife. Uh, but it's one of those that's it's it's the sight, and if you have any care in your bone about tennis. Also, um, speaking of that, you know, baseball continues to roll on. You know, um, it's one of those situations where the Atlanta Braves Cardinals kind of cool off the Braves. Uh, they were red hot coming in. The Dodgers really look like they might they've got their final stretch run in them. They look like they're damn near unbeatable. I'm not going to say that, though, but they've gotten hot, you know, as well, too. Little scare with the Astros came across my radar with Justin Verlander, you know, left his start. You know, Dusty says, hey, there's just something he felt that I'm like, ah, oh, they don't want that because I've been telling you that I think Houston's got the best pitching staff that's going to come into this uh, September and October in this tournament here once it gets started here in a few weeks. So you've got baseball still trucking along as well also. Uh, what else we got? Speaking of college football, you know, there's uh, – you know, I know this discussion came up over the weekend. Jonas brought it to my attention. But, you know, in our backyard with UTSA, you know, they get going this weekend – in the dome and um you know i know you know jj perez shout out to him inside runner sports you know i remember jj when he's first getting started had on had him on the show a long time ago uh really has the pulse he's the guy i mean you know when it comes to utsa in this region it's really andy everett and jj perez but jj's done his thing and you know he was venting about the support that this program's getting from city actually the lack of support and i had to ask the question though is the city doing enough to really promote this opening week for utsa in regards to considering they're coming off of conference usa champion and then in houston that's coming into the dome it is houston uh, okay you're telling me it's houston which is a, um, of course they're aac now getting ready to go into the big 12 and this is the conference where utsa is getting ready to go into the aac so Look, I to me, it's hard for me to be critical of the program due to the fact that they they surprised me by ponying up the money, whether it was alumni, whatever, the pony up the money to keep trailer. You know, keep in mind, you know, Texas Tech up there in Lubbock, the Dust Bowl, they were wanting them pretty bad. And, you know, no disrespect to our roadrunners in our backyard uh, down in the 210, but that's an upgrade job. You know, but I think that UTSA trailer has a situation to run this program the way he wants. So to me, I mean, I kind of get what JG's saying. I understand in regards you would like to see maybe billboards around the town. Like, hey, it's UTSA time. But it's hard for me to be really critical when they found the resources of money to pay trailer. Because let me tell you something down in this region. OK, in the 210. The the alumni and the backers that got money that want to donate to programs. You know, I remember I used to have this conversation with Sami all the time. They're, th these people are UT, Burnt Orange, or Aggies. See, I don't know if it's maybe this generation that's gone through UTSA and graduated through UTSA. Maybe they've got some good jobs. Because I know half the people that go to UTSA, they do in marketing. They take marketing and business. I'm like, man, what the hell? I mean, do you know where we're at down here? 
I mean, marketing business, I mean, I learned from the school of hard knocks. It did pretty good, and I didn't have no, I didn't got no diploma. But let me tell you something. I just feel that the big money, maybe there's some other people that's graduated, a new generation that's coming across some money, maybe some trust fund babies that they're donating. But the point and the moral is I can't be that critical of them. The lack of promotion for this or not, considering they stepped up huge and made sure they retained trailer. Now, I don't know what the turnout's going to be down there in the dome. They didn't put it out there. They, they're not chasing a record. They, they're not trying to, you know, chase for 60. It would be nice. But we'll see how it turns out. But this is a team that has some turnover, but they're the defending Conference USA champions. What you got, Clark? I think that you I, – I understand that you can't hold them too accountable, but this is your opportunity to, to, to make a statement. This is your opportunity to, to – you, you paid your coach, but now you got to act like a bigger program. This is – I understand you're still in Conference USA, but you got to get ready for the move to the AAC. You've got to get ready uh, to face uh, the 24th-ranked team in the country. This is big time, okay? Mm-hmm. So if you want to be there and, 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 and the, the national conversation that you sent guys to the draft, you got a number of guys across, across the NFL that's going to be on rosters that was wearing you know that blue and orange last year. So I think that this is a time where you do have to market yourselves like you're a bigger program. Well, you, you just need to. There, there was all the excitement last year around a Conference USA Championship. You let the city, you let downtown blue and orange. Why can't you do that for game week? Well, again, I've told you about the city when it comes Austin to sports. Would do it. Baylor does it. it. It's just a. I mean, I know we got a lot of transplants from Cali to New York. Everybody that's moved down to Texas, a lot of them seem like they're moving down to San Antonio. This has been going on for the last three or four years. That's why the congestion, that's why the traffic is just unbearable. That's why I say I can't do it anymore, man. I've got to move. I've got to get a studio somewhere. I can't do it. But the truth of the matter, we still got the guts of the fabric of people down here that they don't move until somebody starts winning. Now, granted, that's why you had the excitement down there. And I remember Trailer was very vocal about getting, you know, people in the dome, which I really think half the time, majority of the time, he's talking to student body. I mean, student body's where it's at. I mean, it's free to go to the game. You know, you got one public transportation down here in this city. Should have two or three. But, you know, it seems like monopolies always find a way to uh, get away down here. But anyway, so you've got that going on. Uh, but we'll see. I mean, I, I, I feel it's going to be interesting to see what the turnout is going to be um, this weekend. But also, uh, what else we got here? I think that pretty much uh, pretty much covers it. But when we get back, I want to dive into the NFL and these last preseason games and what's on the rise. And I definitely want to talk about the Tom Brady press conference because that is really where the story's at is what he was saying afterwards. You listen to the Sports Grind presented by Dos Equis, broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. We'll be back. Ready for a real cocktail? Introducing new Zing Zang ready to drink cocktails in a can. America's number one Bloody Mary mix with vodka. Zing Zang margaritas, tequila included, and whiskey sours with real Kentucky bourbon. Ready for no one to have to bartend. Real cocktails, real ingredients, really good. New Zing Zang full strength canned cocktails. Legendary taste, legendary day. Always ready. Go to zingzang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. 
Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special nam and seafood lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Are you moving around the greater San Antonio area? Choose the storage experts. Tiger Moving and Storage. Whether you're moving an office or the whole family, Tiger Moving and Storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient, prompt, and cost-effective service. To learn more and to secure your portable storage container today, go to ChooseTiger.com. Tiger Moving and Storage, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Listen up, San Antonio and Austin. Let me tell you about Stoli Vodka, our new partner. Handcrafted in Latvia, the award-winning Stoli Vodka has held the bar high for quality, combining innovation with century-old traditions to create something both refreshingly modern and exceptionally classic. Uncompromising spirit is the kind of belief that turns players into icons. 100% grain-to-glass Stoli Vodka's starting lineup includes the iconic premium cucumber, vanilla, raspberry, and blueberry. If you want to learn more, visit Stoli.com. Stoli Vodka, official sponsor. Sponsor of the sports grind. All right, back here on the sports grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing. Sam, um, excuse me. Yeah, Sam subbing in for Barlett's been the one and twos, 1-800-707-9760. And this segment is going to be sponsored by Stoli Vodka. Keep in mind, they're handcrafted in Latvia. The award-winning Stoli Vodka has held the bar high for quality, combining innovation with century-old traditions to create something both refreshingly modern and exceptionally classic. Established in 1938, that is Stoli Vodka, official sponsor of the sports grind. All right, so before we dive into uh, the NFL and the preseason, I'm going to go to the phones early here. Um, and then we'll get right into the NFL preseason talk. But let's go to the phones. Uh, let's go to Wes. Wes, you're here on the Sports Grind on Ticket 760 and 1300 Zone and 93.9. And Waco FM, what's going on, Wes? Hey, guys. Hey guys. First, First of all, uh, uh, nice to uh, listen to the show. I'm, I'm usually always working, so I had to pick up my kids early so, so I get, get a chance to listen to you all like, uh, like I used to. But um, – Anyway, I uh, I wanted to say this about the UTSA comment with in return to the city and and, and whether, whether or not, not they should advertise, advertise more. I, I, listen, Calvin, Calvin, you may or may, or may not agree with this, but part, part of the problem is, is you, you have, have to, to rely on the city to do this. this. Why? It, 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 if they, they had, had their, their own stadium, stadium. and I'm, I'm not talking the Alamo Dome's a bad place and all that, but being on campus, having your own facility, having your own thing in the future. I really, I really think, think that's, that's where the donors, donors and, and the school needs to push going forward because then you don't have to rely on the city to do things for you in order to, to try to get your numbers up. I, I feel like UTSA will start to spark when they have more things on campus as opposed to having to do things, you know, in downtown. Hmm. Okay, Wes, well, I appreciate you checking in and listening to the show. Um, no, it's not that I don't agree with you. I mean, I see exactly where you're coming from. That's the reason why, I mean, first of all, when Jonas brought this to my attention uh, about how vocal J.J. was, I mean, I, I respect J.J.'s word when it comes to UTSA. 
I mean, he's connected. He's the one guy. I mean, there's only one guy that comes close that's even close to connected to the program down here in this region as J.J. Perez of Insider Sports, uh, Inside Runner Sports, and that's um, Andy Everett. Um, he does a play-by-play for him. But to me, you know, just to kind of comment to Wes's situation is like, you know, the Dome situation was really like, I mean, if you go back to Larry Coker's first year, I mean, you get a guy that's won a national championship in Miami, then he gets this job for a startup program. I mean, like, literally, we've talked about this on the show. I mean, the guy was going to Academy Sports and buying football and cones in the first practice. Okay, so the program has come a long way. But the whole Dome thing, if I'm not mistaken, because at the time I had some type of inside information, but it was kind of one of those that they worked out the city. Like, hey, it's like a 20-year deal where – you're not really getting charged to play in there, okay? I mean, so that was like a solution instead of worrying about eventually you're going to have to build a football stadium for this program. Now, I, I mean, I don't know if there's things that's in the works. I mean, I've heard different things about facilities being on construction. I mean, I know just a year ago, maybe two years max, they just opened the new football facility with the weight room, the practice facility. I mean, that was a big thing down here. So to me, the dome situation, I kind of understand where Wes is coming from because it's the, you know, the dome and it doesn't really feel like it's them. But again, I think the reason why I didn't want to harp on it is just the fact I know how the city is. And number two, with like the passion of it. And number two, they're coming off a successful season. You know, winning the Conference USA, they've lost some key guys, obviously a couple guys to the draft and other guys that just graduated. But we'll see how it goes. I didn't really want to kill them on it, you know, uh, because of the fact of, you know, they I wouldn't say shocked me, but they surprised me in retaining Taylor, uh, Jeff Trailer, in regards to the money, wherever it came from, you know. So that let me know that they're serious and they see the potential of what they've got with this program. 1-800-707-9760. All right, switching gears to the pros, the National Football League, okay? Um, preseason is in the books. Uh, we wrapped that up this weekend. Uh, we had a final game with the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Detroit Lions. I told you all Friday that this particular game was probably the most important game out of all the preseason games left this past week in week three because there was a quarterback job up for grabs. Okay, and I found myself tuning in to watch this to really know that, hey, other than Jared Goff, which I got my take on that here, Detroit Campbell left most of his guys in first first string and starters in for the first half as well. And Mike Tomlin let Trubisky oh Mitch run the whole first half. Now, this is what I took from it. Um, I had my money on Mitch Trubisky starting name the starter. Um, that didn't change after watching that. Uh, I, you know, he he handled business. He led them on a scoring drive. He felt he's he's looked comfortable all preseason, along with Pickett as well. Also, you know, uh, but Mitch is just you know he it's a guy that he understands what he's there for, and he understands the situation. I'm pretty sure when they recruited him and he signed on as a free agent, I'm pretty sure they told him, look, we're gonna draft a quarterback, but we're gonna give you an opportunity to start this season. And Mitch took advantage of it. Um, Pittsburgh, I'm going to tell you this, and I'll keep saying this. It is surprising to me, and I don't know if it's the setup or whatever. It is surprising to me that the guys out in the desert, the line setters, the guys that have been doing that for years, and like I said, there's tall buildings in Vegas. They know what they're doing. They're just not a bunch of guys in a back room, you know, drinking some beer and drawing straws on what they want to make future line bets and lines of game. No, this is thousands of thousands of algorithms, information that goes into this. I am still surprised that you're getting 
getting the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's dropping, but I'm surprised that you're getting them at this kind of odds to win that division and to go. Because let me tell you something. Pittsburgh, Tomlin's got that defense this year, that one that comes around every once in a while in Pittsburgh, the depth. The depth of the defense is what stood out to me in regards to the third-string guys, guys that are probably going to be cut. You know, there's cuts as we speak. Probably the first cuts are coming out today. We'll probably get more into that tomorrow if some big names have gotten released. But he's got that defense in Pittsburgh that the the, the culture's back to where they're going to be hard-pressed. Now, they dodged a bullet with T.J. Watt because I was even looking like, hey, I ain't even a Pittsburgh fan, but what the hell is T.J. Watt doing in in the second quarter now he got a little knee injury that you know he he went to the locker room he came back he was in you know workout clothes practice gear standing on his two feet you know and and talking to Cameron Haywood I mean they it's a good sign but that was when they dodged a bullet their defense is going to keep them in games they're going to be a stellar defense I believe this year um number two the other thing Pittsburgh's offensive line is going to be a little shaky I think what they do with Mitch, him being mobile, if, you know, some course of the season, if they decide to go with the rookie and pick it, I think they're both mobile that you can kind of hide that a little bit. But I think one of the stories about Pittsburgh going in is going to be the offensive line. Now, Najee Harris came out very passing passive. Oh, well, I've been dealing with Liz Frank for a month, like that. And I'm like, what is it with your chest? What you act like that's just something like you had to you call it allergies or something. Like you got to run and know. We're talking about Liz Frank, man. You got the rookie. You got Sam's guy that's out for the year. Career could almost be in jeopardy. You know, regards to Liz Frank, the kid out of Ogonzaga, I don't know the details of it because everything I've heard about Najee was like, hey, I've seen his training through social media. I mean, the guy's getting ready to build about running about 25, 30 times a game if they need to. So that's what stood out. Pittsburgh will be a player in that AFC North. They will be a player. Wouldn't be shocked if they win the whole damn thing. Their defense is going to be a force to be reckoned with. They've got Pickens, and I've told you, Pittsburgh finds receivers in the couch in the draft. I don't care if it's fifth round, sixth round. They find rookie receivers that they plug in right away. Tom, it just looks like, damn, I've been waiting for Ben's ass to get out of here. He, he just looks like he's in a better mood on the sideline. Like, he loves them. He want to ring with them. But he's thinking like, damn. You know, he's just smiling. Uh, I'm, I haven't seen him clap up the offense that much. I'm like, Tom, I feel like he got a newfound life. And, and again, Tomlin's never lost, I mean, less than eight games, nine games a season. But Pittsburgh will have something to say. Now, on the other side, Detroit, hey, man, I ain't paying attention to hard knocks because I'm done. I, that just doesn't groove me like that anymore. Now, this midseason with the Cardinals coming in, I'll probably tune in that to see where their head's at, see if they bit off two more and they could chew and get distracted with that. But Detroit, Campbell's changing that culture. He's changing it. I haven't watched Hard Knocks, but Campbell's changing it. And I, they've got a nice little blocking scheme, too, with their running game. And, of course, they got Deuce Staley over there. Look at the coaches, man. I mean, I know they've got two coaches. They get into it. I mean, they're, they've known each other for a long time, but they keep the competitive juice of Detroit. And I'm going to tell you this. The backups they had, golf better come out playing. Because if golf don't come out playing, his ass is probably going to get – he's going to sit down. Because that offense that was going against a good defense, now granted, they didn't score that many points. They got stalled in the red zone a few times. And I'm talking about starters on starters. That defense is going to be nipping at the heels of Green Bay. I see Carl checking in. I know Carl's a Packer fan. But they're going to be nipping at the heels of Green Bay along with Minnesota. They are changing the culture. I think it's still their quarterback away. Golf, remember, and this is the thing about golf. 
if you look at that year that he took the Rams to the Super uh, to the Super Bowl, in the course of that season, golf was going to the line. I thought we were back in the Big Twelve. Golf was going to the line, having to check with the head coach, okay, and McVay to get the, the McVay had to wait till he got to the line to talk in his headset to read the defense and calls the plays for him. That was golf. And imagine that they went to the Super Bowl. Would you have to go? It's like college when you look at it, and all the kids gets on my nerves. I'm like, we still doing that? But all the kids stand up right before snap. They look at the they look at the sideline. They either got pictures and cards, and you know, like ducks. So this stands for this. They got people holding out cardboard signs. Golf is like acting like that McVay. So you see, we're now. I think maybe he's better than that. But golf is going to have to come out and play, man, because I don't believe Campbell. And I don't believe this front office is going to let golf hold them back for taking the next step. And you got to understand when you're looking at Detroit and them, you know, leaving some of their starters in a little bit long, a team like Detroit has to learn. They got to get winning in their mouths. They're not good enough to sit there and say, oh, this is just preseason. They haven't won enough. There's only two teams. They won a damn game in the last 10 or 15 years that broke that record. They one of them along with the Cleveland Browns. They ain't used to winning nothing. It's been a long time since Barry Sanders and Bobby Ross was on the sideline there. They've got to get the winning taste back in their mouth. That's why them starters played uh, quite a bit. Detroit, I like their running offensive line. They're running again. The kid, the number one overall or the number two overall pick out of Michigan that's playing at home, disrupted that Pittsburgh line. Got in there for a sack. He's going to be some Campbell. That's a hard thing to do, but Campbell is changing the culture brick by brick in Detroit. And that's a tough town there in Motor City. Okay, talking about eight mile. You gotta have a you gotta have a grit about you. You know, it, it's funny. Everybody laughed at his press conference when he got hired, the kneecaps and everything like that. But now all that's starting to look to say, okay, this guy might be onto something. Okay, remember what tree he falls from. Okay, he's got that a little bit that oozes down him is that Bill Parcells tree. My greatest coach of all time. I mean, I still think it's Bill, but who who what, what tree did Bill come from? Bill Parcells, speaking of Bill Belichick, still one of the best defense. I've said this before in the airwave, but we've got new company here in the last couple of weeks. So let me put this out here. That is the best defensive game plan I've ever seen when Bill was a defensive coordinator with the Giants against the K-Gun offense in Buffalo. I knew what I was watching at that age. I said, this is something different. That defensive game plan's in the Hall of Fame. Bill ain't got to win another Super Bowl to justify that. Hell, he might not even win close another playoff spot the way this damn offense is looking for New England. But that's a whole other story. The other thing I took from preseason this weekend, Miami trying to send a message. The Dolphins were trying to send a message. They dropped 40. And, I, and, I, and look, they left their starters in there as well, too. Tua, hey, he ain't got the deep ball. Can't throw the deep. A lot of people didn't watch Tuscaloosa football on Saturday when he had guys like Ruggs, Judy, them guys. Tyreek Hill. In stride. Say so maybe Tyreek's on to something with this accuracy thing with Pat. You know? Miami dropped 41. Look, they're going to be explosive. And I don't even think Waddle played. I don't even think Waddle played. But a lot of people have said, hey, good job, coach. Rookie mistake. You, you're showing all your plays or you, you're, you're putting it in preseason. No, I look at it the other way. I look at it the same thing as Detroit. Miami hasn't won enough to look at it as just another preseason. Now, you want to come out healthy, but that was a message sent. They put something on film. Now, mind you, if I'm not mistaken, the New England Patriots go into Miami week one, okay? My sources tell me 
that Bill Belichick already got the team down in South Florida to get adjusted. Humidity is hot down there. Okay. It's hot. They went down there. I remember a few years ago with New England, they got there about a week early, tried to get adjusted to the heat. Still didn't matter. They lost that game, lost home field advantage. They had to go in the playoffs, end up losing to Maha to Denver in that year because they lost that. Just want to add that in there too. <laughs> They've owned a lot of teams. Brady, he's owned a lot of teams. But go check out his, his record against that team. The, one of the most historic franchises there. They cost themselves with a loss in Miami. Bills got them down there earlier. That line is a three-point line right now, Miami, week one. I promise you I'm willing to go on a limb and say that line will move up to three and a half in the, before 10. When 10 days hit, that'll be a three and a half line, and I think Miami pounces them week one. I really do. I think it's going to take some adjustment, whether it's Dan Patricia, whether it's Judge, whoever's calling the plays, you know. Mac threw an interception against the Texans the other day. I mean, it's just something that's going on. With, but Miami, very impressive offense. That's 41. I don't care who you're playing with. I don't care if you're playing against guys that know they're going to be in the XFL with the Rock here in a couple weeks or months. That's impressive. And Tua looked pretty good. If they can keep him upright, I believe with Waddle, Secchi, the tight end, and Tyreek, they're going to be one of the – offenses that up there i mean this guy here this brother that's the head coach but they tell me he is i mean i think he's one of the bright minds i hear about coming out and play calling as well too what is the defense going to look at but miami sent a message we'll see they've got to get ready for new england coming in week one 1-800-707-9760 also nfl um before i get to the bills punter um, because that's a little bit more sensitive subject. Before I get to that, um, I want to talk about Tom Brady, okay? Um, and his first preseason action, you know, this weekend against the Colts, okay? And Colts had their first team, I mean, out there for the most part. I'm still waiting for Buckner. To, I, I mean, to, like, I'm going to tell Zach, I've told AC, like, this whole thing, you know, Quinny Pay and the draft thing, there's no excuses for Buckner this year to not have double-digit sacks. The, the Buckner apologist would tell you he kept getting double-teamed. His ass is making about $22, 21000000 million a year. When he got paid, he was on that monster defensive line. Didn't even – I ain't heard – he, he, I don't think he's recorded a sack in the preseason. And Frank Wright's ass didn't let the starter, other than Jonathan Taylor – and the maniac, a.k.a. Darius Leonard, who if he don't come back, I mean, I like what Gus Bradley's doing, but if he doesn't come back, that defense is different. But other than those two, the Colts have been one of those teams that have let a lot of their starters play on both sides of the ball. Now, Tom got out there, was able to be successful. You know, Gilmore tried him, got a pass interference call. You know, that was questionable. But the story of that game is really the press conference by Tom Brady afterwards. And we've been talking about this on this show for the last couple weeks since he was absent out of camp and just really just said, hey, I got to get out of here. I've never heard Tom Brady sound like that and even look like that. I mean, first of all, let me go by the appearance. 
Tom's 45, which he let everybody know and reminded everybody at the press conference. Okay, there's a couple things. Either Tom's had some work done to his face, okay? Or either he's on some super cleansing kale and seaweed diet. Because his face is like, you, you can see the structure in his bones. I'm like, hey, man, that's, that's, that's like a model runway type of daughter. What the hell Giselle got, on, got you doing? That's when you see the models. You see their feature in the cheekbones. Look at all the baby fat Tom had on his face when he came out of Michigan, Wolverine. When he was out there, make, everybody making fun of that 40 clip that stills out there where Tom was just crying and that. They'd be like, oh, I just remember all the quarterbacks. Picking. Yeah, I got it. Tom is like, I don't know if it's vampire, but his face was struck. Before he started talking, I'm like, damn, Tom. You know, it's kind of like ghosts. Whoopi Goldberg and ghosts. When the ghost gets in them and anime comes, and they're like, damn, baby, what did you do to your hair? The ghost gets in there. It's like, damn, Tom, what's going on with the face, man? You're 45. You ain't supposed to be looking young. Like, do you get work done or something? But I want to get into what he said afterwards based off of what I've been telling y'all for the last week or two. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. We're broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. We'll be back.